Welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars with Earl and Nancy Stewart, Stu Stewart, and Rick Kearney. Reach them with your questions at 877-960-9960. And now, here's Earl Stewart. Good morning, everybody. It is really good to be back. My name is Earl. I'm a recovering car dealer. And uh, this show is all about how to tell you how to be avoid being ripped off by a car dealer, whether you're buying, leasing, maintaining, or repairing your car. Doing the show for about 14 years. I'm in the studio with uh, some other informed automobile automobile people. To my right, I have Rick Kearney, who is our certified diagnostic master technician. Rick has worked for me for over 25 years. He's been in the car business even longer than that. Uh, I always say he used to be a mechanic, then he became a technician. Now he became an uh, auto computer scientist. And that's because our cars today are everything we drive is pretty much a computer on wheels. Uh, any questions that you have, any any observations uh, about the mechanics, or I should say the computerization of cars, you call Rick and he has an answer for you 99% of the time. And for the 1%, we have Google. And to Rick's right and to my right is Nancy Stewart, my co-host. Uh, also, I'm married to Nancy Stewart. And we've been doing this show together. She was the original partner on the show back in the day when we only did a half an hour show. And we have evolved over many years. Thanks to you listening, watching, and because uh, we're streaming now, by the way. And Nancy is a female advocate. Uh, who hasn't heard hashtag Me Too? Uh, who hasn't heard the Me Too movement? Uh, you pick up the paper, you turn on the TV, you go online. There's another man out there somewhere in trouble because... The times, they're changing, and the women uh, have uh, come into their own, and they should have come into their own, and they did, and we're very happy about that, and Nancy is a leader for automotive issues when it comes to females, women buying cars. Love to have you call the show. Nancy has a special offer uh, to make to uh, new female callers. Let's let's tell them about that, Nancy. Yes, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to our exciting show that uh, special deal that we have for the ladies is a first two new lady callers. You can win yourself $50 this morning. Give us a call, say hello, or maybe share, well, your transaction that maybe you took place this past week whenever you purchased a car or you leased a car or maybe you were in for service. That number is 877-960-9960. Or you can text us this morning. At seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. I know now, that I know that sounds too good to be true. Fifty bucks cold cash, just for calling the show. Uh, we do this because we want to have a balance. I uh, call it our Earl and Cars Affirmative Action Program. We want to have at least as many women callers as we do men. Why? Because half the planet is uh, occupied by women, and uh, uh, half of everything that happens uh, in this world has to do with women. And this show has to do with buying cars. Why not have half? It's, it's affirmative action for women on Earl and Cars. $50 cold cash, no strings attached, unconditional um, uh, if you just call the show. And when we find we find when new callers call the show, they like it, they get over the, the fear of calling the show, and we have a lot of regular female callers. Now, we're, we'll have to do a calculation. I think we're fairly near our 50%, but we're going to keep on going until we reach that. Yes, absolutely. We have really uh, come a long way, and we've built quite a platform. And I thank you ladies uh, for joining me in the, uh, building that platform. 
And, uh, well, we're excited to hear from you, so you give us a call at 877-960-9960. We have an exciting show, as I told you earlier. Or you can text us if you're a little bit shy at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to our favorite caller from Bonita Springs, and that is Tina. I look forward to hearing from her every Saturday. Good morning, Tina. Good morning. How are you guys doing this morning? Great. What can we do okay, for Earl, you? I, I already know the answer to this question, but for the sake of the viewers on Facebook and the listeners on the radio, what's the difference between a dealer and a volume dealer, and which one would be the best one to shop for the best deal on cars? Volume dealers will tell you that they're the best place to buy a car because they get some sort of special deal from the manufacturer, but that's not true. Uh, If there's anything good about the rules of uh, selling cars, the manufacturers all sell cars to the dealers at the same price. A little bitty dealer in a little country town selling five cars a month pays the same thing for his Chevrolets or his Hondas or whatever make car he sells as a guy selling a thousand cars a month. And there are dealers out there, by the way, selling a thousand cars a month. So uh, you'll hear more from the volume dealer because they advertise more. But shop and compare. And sometimes the low volume, the smaller dealers are a good place uh, to buy a car. Uh, they tend to treat you a little bit more respectfully, and they're not as quite as fast with the smoke and mirrors as the volume dealers. But either dealers, small or large, can give you just as good a price. Oh, that's good to know. I was reading an article online from someone that I can't remember what the website was, but they were talking specifically about volume dealers. And one of and a volume dealer, for those that don't know exactly what uh, Earl is saying, that these are people that sell lots of cars a month. Mm-hmm. And they usually have the big, huge, fancy dealerships. And what this article was saying in line with the volume dealers is they advertise so much that you're sick and tired of hearing their ads on the radio. And he mentioned specifically that if a dealership has to resort to all kinds of like a dog and pony show to get you to go there and bombard you with ads on the radio or the TV that maybe you shouldn't go to that dealer because there's probably a reason why they have to practically stand on their head to get you to come through their door. You know, that's a a good point, Tina. Cars are a generic product, almost like cell phones and uh, aspirin and some other things. You know, uh, a bottle of aspirin is a bottle of aspirin, uh, whether it's sold by Bayer or some other manufacturer. Um, Cars, because it can be so easily compared, particularly in today's uh, world of uh, the Internet, uh, you can go online and in half an hour you can get 20 different quotes from 20 different dealers. So cars, you know, a, a Honda Civic is a Honda Civic, and you can buy it at probably at uh, 2,000 Honda dealers around the United States. There's probably four Honda dealers in your market. So when a car dealer advertises a price on his car, he's actually setting himself up to lose a sale because if he gives you a viable, real price and you take that price and you go to his competitor, they will beat the price. So to avoid that, they will make up a price. They will make a price that his competition cannot beat, but it's also a price that he won't sell the car for. Hence the dealer fees, hence the dealer installed options. So I can guarantee you, if you see an advertised price online, 
hear one on radio, television. You can't buy the car for that price. The dealer would not advertise a legitimate price because he would lose a sale. That's just a sad fact. And the regulators uh, are not enforcing the rules to prevent that from being done. Uh, that's where we are, and that's why this show exists, Earl Stewart on Cars. Great question, Tina. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much. And I just wanted to mention that one of the local dealers here, who I won't mention, but he had a, a basketball toss to win a car, and he has concerts sometimes, and he does all kinds of crazy things to get people through the door. But as a quote-unquote volume dealer, guess what? He charges that dealer fee and won't take it off. Exactly. So exactly. just because you go to a volume dealer doesn't guarantee that you're not going to pay a dealer fee. You probably will. You will. I got, I'll guarantee you if you go to a dealer. <laughs> we got something later in the show where we're, we're talking about a dealer we thought didn't charge dealer fees, but uh, I'll talk about that later in the show. But uh, as usual, you're spot on, uh, Tina, and I uh, really appreciate your calls. You are the best. Yeah, Tina. Thanks oh, for thank you. Uh, thanks for bringing that to our well to the listeners' attention. You always have something great to share with us. And uh, Tina, sp- uh, spread the word about the uh, female caller and that she can win herself fifty dollars. Uh, have you spoken to anyone lately? Um, I'm. I was talking to a couple of clients of mine yesterday. I work in a hair salon. For those of you who don't know. And I mentioned to my one client, hey, I mentioned Tammy Emmy Ford because I told Earl and Nancy and Stu and every and everybody, I can't remember everybody's name this morning, my mind is going blank, <laughs> but I mentioned Tammy Emmy Ford and I told them that I mentioned her story without mentioning her name about how good they were to her. She said, yes, they were. So, yes, they, those two ladies know about the show. Whether they'll call or not, I don't know, but I did mention it. And all you other ladies, the $50 is a thing. I can tell you that honestly, and I can't do this by myself, so you need to join up the charge here. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And uh, I I have to tell you, you're in the perfect, perfect place uh, to spread the word on our not only our show but the female caller and how they can help you and I build this platform for women. And I appreciate you mentioning, mentioning us. So as usual, Tina, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we'll talk with you next Saturday. Okay. Bye, Rick. Sorry, I didn't forget you. (laughs) Hi, Uh, Tina. How you doing? That's right. I'm doing good. (laughs) (laughs) 877-960-9960, and you can text us at 772-497-6530. I look at the telephone almost as old-fashioned today. Hard to believe. You know, we don't have a home phone. That's you and I don't have a home phone. We have a cell phone. And that's the case with most people. Rick, do you have a home phone anymore? We do, but the only reason we had it is because my mother-in-law lived with us for yeah. a while, and we had to have one. Exactly. Just Stu, I know a heart you, monitor set I know Stu doesn't have a home phone. I know you don't have one. Actually, I have one plugged in out of superstition in case we have a hurricane. <laughs> yeah. And it's actually in a cabinet. Um, you can't even see it, but if we need it, it's there. Yeah. So I, I have my uh, princess telephone stored in the cabinet in the hallway just in case for the same reason. Yep. Yeah. You know, if anyone knows what a princess telephone is, I'm not sure. <laughs> so that number, in case you're old-fashioned, 877-960-9960, text 772-497-6530. And I haven't introduced Stu Stewart, although uh, we've been chit-chatting him with him a little bit. Stu is my son. And, uh, you know, in my generation, uh, all this stuff that we're doing is magical with Stu. It's 
semi-magical. Uh, with uh, my grandkids, it's just the way life is. So uh, uh, Stu is uh, put the link out there in cyberspace. He does the Twitter. He does the YouTube. He does the, uh, of course, the Facebook for live streaming in color. I mean, I can remember when we didn't even have color in movies. Now we're live streaming in color, and uh, you can do it. Uh, pull us up right now. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Earl and Cars, and there we are. And you could, and Twitter, I forgot to mention Periscope. Uh, There's a lot of them out there. Instagram, I guess we're not doing Instagram, but almost. You can't do that, but. uh, uh, That's next, right? Right, Jonathan? He's looking, yeah, maybe. (laughs) How's our bandwidth? Jonathan is our control guy, and he's smiling, so the bandwidth must be moving. Uh, He cries. You know, t- real yeah. tears, mm-hmm. cries yep. real tears, but we've kind of got things going here. It took us a long, long time. By the way, thanks to all our listeners and our viewers who uh, lived with us through the trials and tribulations of losing bandwidth. Suddenly our Facebook would peter out, and they were you know, trying to post. Yeah. But yeah. we're streaming pretty well now, and we're moving to a new studio in May. And uh, th- thanks to the uh, owners of the station here who are providing a beautiful new uh, the studio the whole is being revised now. It looks beautiful. Yeah. I think we have another caller. We do. Uh, John's calling us from Palm City. Good morning, John. Good morning to everyone. I have a question for Rick. Most people don't know this. If you're looking for a used car, uh, it would be good to get 2012 or later on an automobile. And the reason for that is a safety feature. It's called ESC. Can Rick explain to the people listening what that feature is it's actually known as a electronic stability control and it's mandated in 2012 on all new when you cars that were built yeah electronic uh, stability control is actually it's kind of a generic term but it includes all the basic features from abs braking the anti-lock braking system uh stability control that helps control the car in a curve or a skid, uh, say if you're going around a sharp corner, it'll apply the brakes where the computer knows it needs it, so it, it in order to keep you in control. Rollovers, doesn't it? It'll a rollover. It will prevent rollover accidents. It will help prevent skids and slides. It will help prevent locking up your wheels, say in a light rainstorm or any rainstorm actually. It'll help prevent locking the wheels, which causes loss of control. And it, it basically, it's one of the forerunners of what helps us get towards autonomous cars because obviously it's very easy to make a car go. It's a whole lot more involved to get a computer system that can make a car stop properly. They've had, they've had this around for a while. And though. keep it safe. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. John's saying it's been mandatory, mandatory. by federal law yeah. since 2012. <laughs> so that's something, if you're buying a 2010 or, a, uh, or an older car than 2012, then you want to verify that it has the electronic stability control. And, uh, yeah. In the uh, odds, it was an option. Yeah, before it was right. an option. So, but if it, uh, you buy a 2012 or 13, it positively has to have it. And it, it basically what they did is they started out putting little bits of systems on each car and learning how they were going to operate on the cars. And by 2012, they'd finally reached a point where all the manufacturers could bring all this, the steering control, the braking control, all of it together into one great package. And so now it's at the point where you cannot compare. I, I know everybody loves the old muscle cars of the 70s. 
but you can't compare the suspension steering and brakes on those cars to what we have now today on cars that have active control and these cars actively work, it works to keep too, you in way. control of the car i look back at my teenage years i think i lost control of my car about three or four times a month mm. at oh. least yeah. oh, and, and and that <laughs> depends on how big a car i'm not kidding i was driving a force why Pinto. your father is a heavy drinker <laughs> it's well, that, that's why but you know, no accidents you know no uh, major do you, do you care to show us your scars uh, is there any no, any stitches anyone i always recovered control of the car yeah momentarily lost oh reflex is like a cat <laughs> a, a little loss in a parking lot a slide a skid yeah. Hydroplaning and and now or even st- if you're at a at a stoplight and it's raining, I remember just routinely applying too much gas and spinning out at the light, even fishtailing. Yep. Uh, that doesn't yep. happen anymore. Yeah, I do and some now hydroplaning. That doesn't happen, John. That's a great question. <laughs> uh, I well, really the appreciate re- your the reason I bring that up is to me it's a a big feature. I'll almost compare it. In 1966, the government mandated seatbelts, which still some people today don't use for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, in '66. Not only that the seatbelts were mandated, the padded dash at the, every, every new car that was built, and also four-way flasher and two-speed wipers. And the major part of that legislation was the seatbelts. And for some reason, there's still some people today that don't believe that seatbelts save lives, and they don't use it. And at the time, they were trying to uh, mandate also that you couldn't start uh, move the car, actually, until the seatbelt was hooked up. I remember. But that never really went through. No, no. But that, to me, this ESC is a major uh, compare, bringing back to 1966, an item for safety. Exactly. And especially combined with the seatbelt and the padded dash and the, um, uh, oh, the two-way um, wipers, electric wipers. Yeah. That was also mandated in 66. So, by the way, the first 66 cars... You, you would never guess where the uh, switch for the four-way flasher was. Anybody care to guess? I can't remember. Floor? Floorboard? In the, in the uh, glove compartment <laughs> of all the places. Well, ESC, just remember, when you're buying a used car, a 2012 or later, it's an uh, important safety feature to look for. John, fantastic call. Yep. That is very important. Very informative. And we should have mentioned that before, but mm-hmm. really appreciate the info. Started from right, our old buddy guys. Ralph Nader. Look forward to the rest of the report. Yeah. Thank you, John. Hey, remember when the uh, Thanks, high John. beams were triggered with a, a, a foot switch? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, it was way way over up high to the left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our old buddy Ralph Nader though in '66 was yeah. he was the man that got started about those seatbelts. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, great, great seatbelts seat belts came. I came into the business in 1968, and the we hated seatbelts because they were. Uh, you know, they get in your way. Uh, mm-hmm. They they didn't retract. They uh, restricted there, there your no, movements. There was no control. So yeah. everybody would just take the seatbelts and stuff them back underneath where you couldn't find them. So we would trade cars in or sell used cars, and you'd think it had no seatbelts. That's because people had crammed the seatbelts out. And then when they came out with the airbags, uh, I don't remember the date of that, but somebody can Google the that. 80s sometime, right? When they came late out with seven, airbags. Late I, 70s? I want to say 84, 85. 
five was yeah. probably the first airbag. Yeah, the airbags were totally rejected by car dealers. We were uh, we were aghast uh, because it increased the price of the car like five hundred, maybe a thousand dollars. And back in those days, five hundred, a thousand dollars was a huge amount, and the manufacturers were really charging all the money yeah. for these airbags. And we said we'll never be able to sell the cars. Airbags are a terrible thing. They're going to cause the economy to crash. And we fought it and fought it and fought it. And now, where would we be? How many dead Americans would we have? And how the culture has changed. I still remember about 15 years ago when side airbags came out. Yeah. And uh, the front airbags were, were, were required. You had to have them. But the side airbags were an option. They're about 700 bucks. Yeah. And most of the customers I encountered uh, would rather save the 700 bucks instead yeah. of putting in the airbags. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the case anymore. Rick? 1973 Oldsmobile Toronado was the first car with a passenger airbag. Wow. Fantastic. Toronado, a good-looking oh, car. Thanks for that, Rick. Yeah. Okay, uh, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We have an exciting show, and we want to thank you. We do have to take a moment and thank you for listening to Earl Stewart on Cars. We so appreciate you, and we want to thank Jonathan and uh, Michael in our control room for adding to the show. We're going to go to Howard, who is calling us. He's a regular caller. He's calling us from Jupiter. Good morning, Howard. Good morning. I hope everything is good there, and it's a pleasure talking to you. And uh, now I have Cy on the line, and uh, he would like to know about the... uh, uh, Camry that he just bought from Earl Stewart. He has a question for you. Go ahead, Sai. Hi. How Hi. are you? Doing great. great. Um, nice to hear from you, Sai. Rec- <laughs> yeah, I recently bought a 2019 Camera XLE in the, uh, the end of December from you. Um, I'm a little hard of hearing, and the clicker, when you click it to open and close the car, um, in the book... That comes with the car. It says it's adjustable, but when I dropped off the car for my five thousand mile service, um, they indicated that there was no adjustment possible to increase the level of the sound. And I'm just wondering if there is a way to increase the level of the sound on that uh, clicker. That is a great question because Nancy and I are both hearing impaired, Mm -hmm. and. some frequencies we can't hear at all. Nancy, actually, we're a good couple because she hears some stuff I can't hear, but it's a real it's a real issue with elders. Uh, Rick, what about that? Unfortunately, the, no, the sound level, the volume of it, cannot be adjusted. You can turn that beep on and off. Uh, that can be adjusted, but the actual sound level comes from just a piezo buzzer and... Unfortunately, there there is no volume adjustment for there it. There should be, and uh, yes, Cy, that's a great, great. question. I'm going to I'm going to contact in the book. Yeah. but I've got to tell you in the in the the handbook, the manual, it uh-huh. says it's adjustable. Hmm. Oh, it does. Probably find the reference, but it did indicate that uh, they're set on a default. There are a number of things that are set on default, um, and that that's one of the items that could be adjusted, and that's why I was pursuing it. But uh, um, maybe I should just check the, no, the so book again. Okay, actually, time. I may be wrong. Um, Jonathan has just sent me a quick message here that says the settings in the control panel. Uh, Sai, on your the center control panel on your car, do you know how to get to the vehicle settings screen on that? Uh, I am right by the car right now. Okay, oh. well, in, in that settings screen... 
there is a volume adjustment for that beeper. Okay. Let, yeah, let me... Um, and there's a $50 bonus for Jonathan in, in the control room <laughs> who found Rick right. in an he, error. He got, yep, okay, he got me on time. that because the new, the new cars are getting so... So fancy, it's Folks, we, hard to keep up. We never claimed that we knew all the answers, but one way or the other. <laughs> Somebody here has We will find them. And uh, you can tell me through it. I'd be glad to try it. Howard, I tell you what, uh, uh, you uh, we owe you a big one here because uh, that is uh, an important question. I was ready to get on the phone with Akio Toyota, the chairman of the board <laughs> of Toyota, because I, I was thinking to myself, I didn't want to say, I didn't want to embarrass people on the air. I, I, so that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard is to have a, a sound volume control that you can't adjust the volume on. Yeah. And Toyota's a lot smarter than I give them credit for, and we're not quite as smart, and we should be. But that is a great question. You try to work your way through that software. It's not always easy. Nancy, no. and, I, Nancy <laughs> and I have tried many times to make adjustments on the uh, panel in the software settings of the cars, the newer cars. If you can't do it, Rick will walk you through it after the show. Yeah. And uh, we'd love to hear from you to see if you and successfully, and when you do it, either don't do it or finally do do it, uh, let us know if the sound adjusted on the highest volume is good enough so you can hear it. Yeah, it definitely. So, sure. So now, which screen do I go to, Rick? And I will try it, and so maybe you can give me a call after. Can you quickly explain that to Howard? To? Yeah, uh, you'll need to get to the settings screen, and the, little in, the icon for it is going to kind of look like a circle, like a gear wheel. And okay. if you go into that and just start exploring in that section, you'll be able to find it. Okay. Uh, and, Rick, well, maybe uh, you can give me a call later. Is that doable? He will. And yeah. I'm going to – And how, sorry, what I'm going to do, I'm going to go to my car when I get down and I, <laughs> and I leave the radio show, and I'm going to adjust mine because I, I, the louder that sucker is when I'm trying to yeah. open or close, yeah. I, sometimes I'll be away from the car and I can't see, hear whether or not it locked. If it made it or not. So, uh, Jonathan, yeah. fantastic. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. And so, you know, oh, thank uh, you so much. And I will go to the meetings and work my way through it. And, Rick, my number is 201. Well, don't, don't give your number on air, Cy. Uh, give it, give oh, it to. Okay. okay. Yeah, give your number to, to Mike, our board operator, and he'll get it to me this, before we leave the show, okay? Okay, that sounds great. Thanks so much. Thank yep. you, Cy. Thanks, Howard. Okay. My cell number is 561 <laughs> 561-358-1474. You're not afraid to give your that's, number out. That's my personal <laughs> cell phone You've number. You've chosen to become a public figure. Well, I, you know, the funny thing is people think I get overwhelmed with calls. I really don't. Uh, Nancy says I get a lot of calls. Maybe I do, but I don't get 100 calls a day. I, I have size no. number anyway. Right. Oh, gosh. Okay, it's a matter of opinion. 877-960-9960, or you can text us. It's 772-497-6530. And we're going to go to Frank, who also is a regular caller from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Frank. Good morning. Good morning. I heard you guys talking about the uh, high beam button on the floor. Mm -hmm. Does anybody remember the... Uh, other button to change the radio station on the old Hudson's back in the late 40s. Change the radio station for the button on the floor? What, or what are you saying, girl. are we playing, where where yeah. is that button? Uh, the Hudson. Remember the, the Hudson car? Yeah, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not really at all. I've never driven a Hudson. Uh, 
Uh, I've seen them, and I can recognize one if there's one left. But uh, where where was that, Frank? Say again? Where is that? Are you going to tell us where the button is, or are you looking for the button? Oh, it's, it's <laughs> to the, the high beam button's on the left of high. The Hudson button was kind of in the middle. Ah. Well, that's interesting. Now, there's a bit of trivia. Yeah. When I was a kid, he used to... You know, make magic and make the station change. <laughs> he's pushing the button on the floor. Yeah, and there's also a choke on the floor, wasn't there? I just had a flashback. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think when you, uh, <laughs> the older cars had a choke, and I think you could actually choke the car from a floor button. It was like the high beam button. So we got, yeah, I guess there were a lot of floor buttons back in the day. Had a be, lot, yeah, a whole lot. Had to be careful yeah. what you stepped on yeah. when you got in the car. Exactly. A you lot could of cars hit. had the starter button down there. Yeah. Yeah, there was a button down there. Maybe you that's what I'm thinking of the starter button. You could set mm. the I brake. Said choke, it wouldn't be yep. the choke. You could yeah. also set the brake. Also on the old old cars, yeah. there yeah. was a button down there, yeah. big black button. Okay, well, let's, we walked on uh, memory lane. <laughs> well, thanks, Frank. You uh, you're a great caller. You, you got any any other interesting bits of trivia for this morning? Well, now I have this, uh, this is RAV4, Frank, calling. Okay. Now I have a lot of buttons. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah, I got too many buttons today. Back in, the, back in the day, you couldn't find them, but today we got so many buttons. If you're looking for a button, you can always find one. In 50 years from now, we say, hey, remember on yeah, that RAV4, yeah. you had to go in these crazy settings to turn off that yeah, beep? you're right. Isn't now it? you just tell it to turn it off. Exactly. Oh, God. Voice recognition. 87. Uh, uh, Frank? I have to go through a lot of settings on, on my RAV4 to cancel uh, a route that I put in. It keeps telling me, make a U-turn at the next <laughs> Oh, God. Is that drive you crazy? Do you say nasty things to the voice on your navigation when they tell you to do that over and over again? I, I, that Your true personality comes out inside the confines of a cockpit of a car, and you get this crazy stuff being t- told you on the navigation. I say terrible things to her. Frank, I'm putting together a um, recording, and we're gonna. I'm going to do a video, <laughs> and we're going to get uh, Earl on the video when he gets in the car, and uh, when the car just... Uh, well, Siri doesn't listen to him. Then we're going to do another video on the GPS. We're going to go through that, and there'll be a whole lot of... Well, this, was, this will be strictly for adults to listen to. Uh, it's going <laughs> to be very interesting. Frank, thanks for a great call. You are one of our regulars and one of our better callers. Really appreciate you calling. Yeah, we'll play that when we're on Sirius XM. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, remember, your anonymous feedback, youranonymousfeedback.com. There you can uh, just, as it says, uh, give us your opinion. uh, Tell us how you feel about the show. Tell us uh, anything that's on your mind, youranonymousfeedback.com. Give us a call, 877-960-9960. Don't forget, ladies, you can win yourself $50 $50 this morning. First two lady callers. Now we're going to go to Mel, and uh, I don't know whether he's a first-time caller or not. Good morning, Mel. Yeah, hey, good morning. Yeah, I am a first-time caller, and good morning, everybody. Well, good welcome. Morning. All right. Hey. Um, my question is, um, in certain dealerships that you go in, uh, they have, and I know of three of them here in this uh this area in the South Florida area where they offer lifetime warranty 
basically on a power train. Yes. And you can go to any, you know, United States, Canada, to get it, any, any type of uh, service done on that warranty. Uh, unlimited miles and uh, all this other stuff. Uh, basically, uh, I know there's got to be some catch to it, but I just thought I'd find out if you knew anything about that. Well, it's, uh, you hit on one of the biggest scams, prevalent, widespread scams there is. Uh, the powertrain warranty is free, and the reason it's free is because it's worthless. Uh, the powertrain, and Rick will jump in here and correct me if I'm wrong, but powertrain basically applies to the lubricated components of the car from the engine all the way to the rear axle and the, and the you know, they call it the drivetrain. You got your drive shaft. If it's lubricated, it's part of the powertrain. And the rules on the powertrain warranty, free, quote-unquote, is that you have to do, uh, follow the lubrication rules, which is the owner's manual recommendation. And some powertrains actually have a more frequent lubrication than is recommended by the manufacturer. Back in the day, I sold, I gave away free powertrain warranties. In fact, I have one today. I'll tell you about in a minute. But uh, we used to give a Valvoline, Valvoline free warranty on all the cars we sold. And the Valvoline required that the oil be changed every 2,000 miles. And... Uh, in the first place, no one's going to go to the trouble of changing the oil every 2,000 miles, but just in case something happened to the powertrain, they have an out so they don't have to honor the warranty. So powertrain warranties are a free lunch, and there's no such thing as a free lunch. We, I have to, in full transparency and disclosure, I have to tell you something. In my current dealership, we give away free, warranty, uh, free powertrain warranties. Uh, we do that because our competition has been advertising the free warranties. And we did a survey one time uh, to see how important to uh, people that we sold cars to was a free powertrain warranty. And we found out that it was at the top of the list yeah. of important things. So the perceived value, Mel, is very high. Sounds really good free warranty. They usually don't mention powertrain, and they usually don't mention uh, the fact that <clears throat> you have to do the uh, regular checkups and, and the fact that it costs uh, them virtually nothing. Uh, if you buy a powertrain warranty from an outside source, they'll charge you something like, what's due, 15, 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the cost of the dealer is... Yeah. is For a lifetime warranty of 15 or 20 bucks, uh, most dealers don't even buy it because it doesn't cost them anything because there are no claims. But, Mel, the free powertrain warranties are worthless. Do not buy a car or make a decision based on a free... Okay, so why does not all of them offer it if it's worthless? Now, what they also did was they put a list of things. This thing covers uh, eng um, cylinder block and head and all internal parts, intake mm -hmm. manifold, timing mm -hmm. gears, gaskets, timing chain, belt covered, flywheel, fl uh, valve covers, oil pan, oil, oil pump, oil uh, engine mounts, turbocharged housing and all internal parts, supercharging housing and all internal parts, right. engine control, computer, water pump, fuel pump, seals and gaskets. I mean, this thing has a list that's longer than I could read all this. Yeah, stuff. well, you can but imagine. It covers, you can you know, imagine. U joints and axle and bearings yeah. and seals yeah. and all these different things it covers. If it's not, if it's worthless, why doesn't all dealers Cause, cause offer Because those don't that? break. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, all manufacturers generally have an extended warranty on the powertrain uh, to answer your Well, question. yeah, they do, but that's, yeah. that's limited. I mean, I bought a Toyota. I got an extended. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, seven years, 100,000. Usually it's 60,000 yeah. 60, miles, yeah. uh, you know. 
Well, what uh, you've read, five years? Yeah, you've read you know everything I mean? that's covered, and you're right; it is an extensive list because there are a lot, of, a lot of parts in a, in a car. And if you name every part in a car, uh, you better start today because you won't be finished until next month because there are lots of parts. So they have itemized. It sounds good, doesn't it, Mel? Got your attention. You're, you're, you're reading what it covers, part after part after part. What you didn't read right. is what it doesn't cover. And when you read what well, it, that's what I did. I walked into the dealership. I said, I need an exclusion. <laughs> and, and nobody kind of everybody was kind of like a deer, you know a headlight deer in the headlights there um they didn't know what i'm talking about well i've got to ha- i need to have an exclusion before i want to know what i'm doing sure, sure. and plus i don't have to if i buy it from that dealership i don't have to service it from that dealership i can go to any toyota dealer i'm just talking about toyota i can go to any toyota dealership in the united states and yeah. also canada yeah actually have yeah exactly thing serviced and exactly. it's through a company called allstate exactly now you don't actually have to go to the toyota dealer all you have to do is is uh provide proof of service at any uh, service department. And uh, the other thing you didn't read is what do you have to do to maintain the warranty? What is this, What services do you have to change? Oil changes are the key. Look at and see how often you have to change that oil, and you have to maintain a record and proof that you did change the oil. Rick has a point. There might also be something in that fine print about if you develop any sort of leaks that if those leaks are not taken care of immediately exactly. and those leaks ca- uh, cause the issue, well, that's not an internal failure in the engine. That was caused yeah. by an external source. Exactly. And Mal, they can you, Mal, deny the you is, on that. The point is, you just you, uh, I hate to say this, but you're going to have to take my word for it. I've been a car dealer for over 50 years, and I have seen the powertrains do not fail. And we know, I know a little something about the insurance business too. Yeah, insurance, <laughs> and I know, and I know, I know of no car that I've ever sold where a powertrain component failed when that car was properly maintained in terms of oil changes. So, uh, the the powertrain warranties aren't worth the paper they're printed on, and don't ever let them. Use a power. What about warranty. transmissions? I mean, you know, I've 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 heard of people had transmissions that go out. You know, especially if they're pulling boats and things like that. Well, if you pull a boat and it's not according to the specifications of the uh, manufacturer, then it voids your warranty. Uh, they got it covered. They really do. Uh, and they know that it doesn't cost them anything, and that's the reason they give it away. Car dealer is not going to give you something that is of great value. Tiny loss ratio. Very small yeah. loss ratio. Yeah, the loss ratio is virtually nothing, and that's the way they look at it. Uh, and uh, you ask, uh, here's a good question to ask a car dealer that's selling that. Tell me one claim that you've paid on one of your powertrain warranties. How long have you been selling them, and have you ever paid a claim? And if, if the answer is yes, ask who it was and what, and what it was for. They will not be able to show you one claim they've ever yeah, paid. We're self-insured on, a power on the warranty. one that we give away because we're not worried about ever having any claims. And no claim, yeah. That's the reason we give them away is because if someone wants them and they insist on it. They feel good about it. Now. We give them a powertrain warranty. Anybody out there want a powertrain warranty? Come see me. I'll give you one. Across the street. <laughs> That's a good point, Stu. We got an inspection. Well, conference. great question. <laughs> yeah. This is right, one. Now, where are you? Where, what dealer are you in now? Up, up where? I have a Toyota dealership in North Palm Beach, Earl Stewart Toyota. Come on well, in. I'll give there. you give you a free power train, power train warranty. warranty. We, we got to inspect the car first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, exactly. In fact, if you're buying a used car, if you or you have a car, you want to buy one, they're going to go over that car with a fine tooth comb. On a new car, you know, they'll, they'll, all they do is say you have to maintain it according to the. Uh, yeah manufacturers, or maybe even tighter uh, requirements.
Right. I mean, water pumps, they say, are covered. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, that that's going to go eventually. You know, you're going to have leaks, in, you know, in the, in the weep holes, and it's going to go. And well, remember what, Lick said remember what Rick said about leaks. Yeah. Read the entire warranty, uh, Mel. Read the entire warranty. You will find things in there that you'll finally. It'll, it might take you an hour and a half, and you might be, you better get your micro, your uh, Rick, magnifying it? glass out. Yeah, you, but if you have good vision, is the is the water pump? Isn't that a maintenance item that eventually has to be replaced? The timing belt or chain? Uh depends upon the vehicle. Some are, some are not. But them spontaneously breaking is that a common thing? They uh, water pumps anymore. It's pretty rare that we have issues with them. But again, they're gonna find ways. To put some little exclusion in there, right. some little wording that is going to knock it out. And even if they do have to pay out on one out of every 10,000 of those policies, they're still making out. Yep. Mel, listen, uh, uh, we've covered this thoroughly, and you have informed okay. a lot of people because <clears throat> it's a great question. And as I say, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, everybody should know what you know what's going on. Exactly. Absolutely. Great. And please call again. Thanks yeah. for being a first-time yeah, okay, caller. Okay, thank you. And please thank call you. again. Powertrain warranty, worthless. Ladies and gentlemen, 877-960-9960, or you can text us, 772-497-6530. Ladies, just in case you just tuned in, I have $50 here for the first two new lady callers. Now, I'd like you to get your calendars out, your planners. Mark this date. Take it's, out a pen. It's really important. <laughs> yes, pen, pencil. Okay, uh, we have a huge event coming up on April the 25th. So Earl and I would like to invite you to a free seminar on how not to get ripped off by a, a car dealer. Seniors versus crime from the Florida Attorney General. Yeah, folks, the Attorney General. The Attorney General's office has partnered up with us to put on this special event. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Please join us on Thursday, April the 25th at 2 o'clock at 600 Brandywine Road in West Palm Beach. Uh, the United Methodist Church is providing us uh, with this gathering place. A very kind of them. That's right uh, off of I-95, Palm Beach Lakes Boulevard. Yep. And we'll get you the exit number Yeah. Uh, next time we talk about this. Palm Beach Lakes Boulevard, we're very close to I-95. So very convenient. And uh, all the Seniors versus Crime members uh, and all the people that are follow the Seniors versus Crime will be attending. But you're it's not, free to the public. Anybody can yeah. join us. You're not going to want to miss it. Uh, it is uh, the first 500 attendees will get your book. They will have Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer free of charge. Uh, by the way, if you didn't uh, catch what I said earlier, free. This event is free to the public. So uh, it's going to be big. It's actually 900 Brandywine Road, not 600. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go to 600. 900, 900 oh, Brandywine Road. Okay, sounds good. And that's April the 25th at 2 o'clock, uh, 900 Brandywine Road in West Palm Beach. Rick Kearney will be with us, Nancy Stewart, and I will be there. 
and it's Stu's birthday, so he won't be there. I told you where I'm going to be. April 25th. Chuck E. Cheese. Exactly. <laughs> and you get off on Palm Beach Lakes Boulevard. It's really simple. Uh, we'll, we'll give you better directions on the next announcement, but you know, please show up, guys. And, if, and if, you, if you're not interested in going, tell your parents or your neighbors or your grandparents because this is perfect for seniors. Uh, and that's the whole point of the uh, of Okay, the now if they want to reserve seats because the, the book goes for the first 500 yep. folks that show up, free book, Confessions of a Recovered Car Dealer, uh, they contact us by... Mm-hmm. You can email us at Sandra V, that's S-A-N-D-R-A-V, at estoyota.com. Or, or you can call 561-844-3461 and uh, just give us your name and we'll make sure you get that We'll book. save you a seat. First 500 seats, that's first right. 500 people get a free book. Okay, that sounds, sounds good. Cardio. Hey, Stu, would you repeat that uh, uh, reservation uh, yeah. thing again? Uh-huh. You can just email Sandy. Um, that's at Sandra V at estoyota.com. That's S-A-N-D-R-A-V at estoyota.com. Or call us, 561-844-3461. There you go, folks. We have plenty of time to make those reservations. And like I said, it's going to be, you know, a, a great event. And uh, are we impressed uh, that uh, the, uh, the, 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 the the Attorney General has uh, partnered up with us for this event? So, uh, like I said, make a note on your calendars, 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to the recovering car dealer. We got some items of uh, business we need to take care of. Um, a lot of you folks out there might subscribe to USA Today, and uh, I'm just hold up the front page uh, a couple days ago. Buyer beware! Through model legislation, used cars can run deadly risk. Headlines: USA Today. Buyer beware about selling of used cars. Now it says used car dealers. It's new car dealers. They also sell used cars. So all car dealers sell used cars. And I congratulate the USA Today for finally uh, picking up on something that is very, very dangerous. If you haven't uh, gotten this article, we'll talk about it later. But it is telling you why there is a conspiracy among car dealers to stop the law from being passed to make it illegal to sell cars with dangerous recalls. That's what the dealers are doing. They're conspiring with their legislators to pass laws to make it okay to sell a car with a dangerous recall. USA Today headlines. I think we have a caller. We do. We have a caller, Henry, from Jupiter. Good morning, Henry. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I, uh, I have a question. It's a little out of the ordinary, but years ago, if somebody uh, was to come in and trade a vehicle at your dealership, they would trade it at, let's say, a $10,000 trade-in, buying a $20,000 car. They would pay the tax on the difference. Is that right? Yep. That's correct. That's okay. still, still that Today, way. Today, we have a variety of dealers that are, that are jockeying to buy your car outside of, the tra- outside of the purchase. So they just say, we buy any car. I think you even have a sign-up that says, we buy used cars. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. So I come over to you and I trade in a Toyota, because, or excuse me, I sell you a Toyota because you're probably going to give me a few more dollars for that Toyota mm-hmm. because you're in that business. And then I go across the street to Chevrolet and I buy a $30,000 Chevrolet with a $10,000 sale on my Toyota. Mm-hmm. So that's a $20,000 difference. 
but the state of Florida is going to ask me to pay tax on the full 30000 at the Chevy dealership. Isn't that right? That is correct. Is there any way that I could connect those two transactions to where I'd only pay money on the $20,000 difference? Not really. You're looking at a $600 uh, um, problem uh, on a $10,000 car, 6% for the sales tax of $10,000 trade-in. You're losing that deduction of $600, and it's a very good point. I'm really glad you brought that out because there are a lot of folks out there advertising that we want to buy your car, and I want to comment on that in a minute. Uh, so what you should do is when you're shopping and comparing your car, and, and this show has always advocated getting three bids on your trade-in. Never trade your car in to the dealer you're buying it from without getting competitive bids from at least two other sources, preferably the same make, as you mentioned earlier. The same make will give you a little bit more. A Toyota dealer will give you a little bit more for a Toyota. A Honda dealer will give you a little bit more for a Honda. But you have to be aware of what you're losing, which is, as you said, the sales tax deduction on the value of your car. Uh, $10,000, you're losing 600 bucks. So if you get a third-party dealer that will give you $600 more for your car than the trade-in dealer, it's a wash because you're going to lose that $600 mm. trade-in deduction. But uh, that's a great point, Henry, and I, I'm glad you brought it out. Uh, the point I want to make about these folks advertising to buy your car these folks that are advertising to buy your car are taking the car that they buy from people that respond to the advertisement out to the auto auction, right. and they are selling it to other dealers. And they're so, making money. And they're making a lot of money. So these uh, folks that are saying they'll give you more money for your car, they're going to give you less money for your car if you do your homework, if you listen to Earl on cars, cars, and you get three prices on that car. If you get three competitive bids on your trade-in, you will always get more for your car than you will if you sell it to the guy out there on TV advertising, we buy cars for more. They don't buy cars for more. They buy cars for less. Stay away from those guys. Or you can use them as a source. Get a bid on the car. Mm -hmm. See what it is. And then you'll appreciate how much your car is really worth when you take it to the used car manager at a dealership uh, of the same make car that you're, uh, that you're getting a, a bid on. Well, it also seems to me that the state is partly uh, to blame as well because the VIN number is tra traceable. That car that is registered in my name suddenly becomes registered next week in someone else's name because I, I traded it with you mm -hmm. and you've resold it. The state has gotten paid, uh, if it's through you, uh, my, my trade and my purchase is through you. They're only getting the additional revenue on the increased value of the new car. Yeah. If I was to sell my car to Chevrolet and then buy a car from you, then the state's getting taxed twice, and the state is as guilty as these cars dealers are. Well, you, if you, you, you can flim-flam that, uh, not having to pay the, uh, the sales tax, but it's not worth it. You're cheating the state, and the state will, as you say, they will catch you if you... Uh, if you uh, no, no, taxes. I don't think you understood my point. If, if I trade through you, somehow the transaction is blessed by the state, and I only pay tax on the difference. Right. If I sell it to an individual or to another dealer, and then that person registers the car. Now, this is a car that taxes have been paid. 
Well, the dealer, now it's re-registered and taxes paid again. Well, the dealer doesn't pay taxes on cars. It's the retail buyer. So if you sell a car to a, these these folks that are advertising, we buy your car, they're registered dealers. They have a license uh, to buy and sell cars in Florida. So when we buy and sell cars as registered dealers, we don't pay sales tax. When we retail the car, that's when the sales tax. So if you sell a car to a dealer, he takes that car and sells it to a, the customer, the retail buyer, the retail buyer has to pay that 6%, not the dealer. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. But what I'm saying is that the state is aware that my car is registered in my name today. Tomorrow yeah. it's registered in a different individual, so taxes is either paid at full price twice, or if it's through a dealer, then the only the difference is paid. So the, sta- the, the state likes it when I sell my car to an individual, and then come and buys the car from you. Well, if you sell the car to an individual who is a retail buyer, then the sales tax must be paid then by the purchaser. Twice. Sometimes people right. will phony it up, and they will not. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, that's, I and that's, that's. I know bad. about that part. Yeah, yeah you get you get in trouble. Okay. Well, listen, it. you've you've answered the question. Well, that's a good Henry. Call again. That was a really good question. You uh, that was a valuable question because there's advertising or rampant around here, and you let us make a good point with our listeners. Please call again. Thanks. Bye bye. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. And a re- another reminder to you, ladies, uh, we've got another hour show left. And uh, first two new lady callers can win yourself $50, so give us a call. This USA Today article I was talking when when, uh, Henry called just then, a buyer beware through model legislation, used cars can run a deadly risk. Uh, What this is all about is the states have legislated, uh, the car dealers have lobbied in the legislatures to to get a rule that says car dealers must disclose when they have a dangerous recall when they sell a car. Now that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? They should disclose, right? What is a disclosure? A disclosure is something that's buried in the fine print. A lot of talk about that now on TV, radio, online, Facebook. Uh, How many times do you sign something online that says, I agree, and there's reams and reams of disclosure that you never read? People don't read disclosure. When you buy a car, when you buy a house, that's the reason lawyers exist. And I think they're the ones, they're the judges and the lawyers, they're the ones that have gotten this legislation through that says as long as you put something in fine print, it's okay to do. So the used car dealers, and they're not used car dealers, they're all car dealers, new car dealers sell used cars. Any dealer selling a used car is trying to get it so that the legislation doesn't do the right thing. They do not want to see it illegal to sell a car with a dangerous recall. You tell me, I dare any car dealer, I dare anybody with the Florida Automobile Dealers Association, I dare anybody in the retail automobile business to look me in the eye or look you in the eye and say, it should not be illegal to sell a car with a dangerous recall. I dare you. You won't do it. You haven't got the courage. Double dog dare you. Double dog dare you. And if that's the case, why aren't you supporting legislation? The reason you want this disclosure is to take the heat off your back, you car dealers. Take the heat off your back, and then you say, hey, well, we're disclosing it. You're not disclosing it. You're burying it in the fine print. So... 
Somebody pick up the ball here. USA Today, they're a credible source, right? Yes. How about the New York Times? How about the Chicago Tribune? How about CBS News TV online? What about the rest of the media? Take a look at this. This is what's going on. They are trying to cover up the fact that our federal and state legislatures have been remiss in making a law to make it illegal to sell a car with a dangerous recall. What the hell's going on? How can they get away with this? I don't know. It's terrible. I know we've got some politicians out there. We got Ashley Moody, our attorney general, and we have our governor. We have a lot of folks, state senators, representatives. Why don't you, why don't you sponsor a bill to make it illegal to sell a car with a dangerous recall? I'll tell you why. Because you've got the Automobile Dealers Association, the Florida Automobile Dealers Association, and you've got the National Automobile Dealers Association, and you have all these car dealers that got lots of money that get you elected. And you know that if you try to sponsor a bill, they'll come after you, and you won't get elected. And that's all i got to say about that's that. Very passionate. 877-960. I say that to cool me down. 877 877- Nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Throw some water on Thank him. You. Thank you very much. <laughs> or Texas is seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. I I did this just makes it my hair's on fire <laughs> that you can make a statement. It's okay to sell these these recalled cars as long as you tell the customer i mean not it, okay you it, don't tell them it, nobody it's, tells it, them it's, it's, here's disclosure it's okay you want to hear disclosure uh, on a car with a dangerous recall here's disclosure customer walks in sally and i'm billy and i'm the salesman and sally wants to buy this car over here on the used car lot this car has a defective takata airbag on the driver's side and the passenger side and there's no fix available the inflator is not available. No fix. It might blow up in your face. Here is here's disclosing. Here's Billy. You. Here's Billy disclosing to Sally. Sally, you shouldn't buy this car because it has a dangerous Takata airbag, and we can't fix it for you. And we don't know when we can fix it for you. And if you're in an accident, or even if you're not in an accident, that Takata airbag can explode in your face, selling steel steel shrapnel. Yes. It could kill you blind you, maim you, or all the above. Sally, you shouldn't buy that car. Now, that's disclosure. That's pretty good. Here, Their disclosure is, is somewhere in the fine print. Sign here, and that's disclosure. And they don't do that. Unbelievable. We have a caller. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, give us a call with your thoughts. How do you feel about what Earl just shared with you? 877-960-9960. As you can hear right here in the studio, we feel pretty passionate about the Takata airbag. And you can text us at 772-497-6530. You can use that text to rate that mystery shopping report that's coming up. And uh, we're going to go to Jenny, who's holding from Palm Beach Gardens. Good morning, Jenny. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. We're great. Excellent. Good to hear. We can hear you. We hear you loud and clear. Can you hear us? I sure can. I can hear you. Oh, great. So I had a question about when the um, the little sensor comes on that something is wrong with your car, and then you, you go to get it checked, 
and then they tell you what, what it needs to be done, but then the light never comes on again. Was that just, do you really need to get that fixed? If it's, You know what I mean? Well, Jenny, you hit on one of the most commonly asked questions, and it is one of the biggest, uh, uh, in my opinion, uh, uh, lack of concern and understanding by manufacturers. Uh, that's a check engine light you're probably referring to, and Rick uh, has probably answered questions a thousand times on this if you had customers and everybody else. Uh, the check engine light is coded and when the check engine light comes on, there's probably one of about a thousand things, or at least several hundred things, that go, go wrong. About half the time, that check engine light comes on because your gas cap is loose. You didn't tighten it all the way. Mm-hmm. Probably about 75% of the time. Oh, okay. 75%. So no. the first thing, it's a good question because everybody has got a big question mark over their head about that. If your check engine light comes on, the first thing you do is you... Go up to your car, you open the gas thing, you check your cap, be sure it's tight, and then start the car again and see if the, if the light goes off. Let me ask you a question. Do you have to reset the light? Or the, uh, Actually, what what will happen is if you're ga- – say you you had a just a, a momentary brain stumble and you left the cap loose or left it off and you realized it when that light came on, you tighten that cap up and – Swing in at a local parts store, AutoZone, something like that, and just ask them to clear the code. They have little code pullers. They'll come out, they'll plug it in, and they'll clear that code for free. The alternate way is the light will stay on until it sees 40 cycles of the ignition, 40 times that the car has started up and run, that that same problem did not occur. So it may take a couple of weeks, but, yeah, if if, if the car's running normally, and you think it was just a gas cap or something simple like that, wait and see. If after a week or two okay. the light goes off, then don't worry about it because whatever problem the computer was seeing has gone away. It may have just been a, a glitch in a sensor. Yeah, Jenny, you can also go to one of these. Uh, what was your favorite uh, store to go to, the uh, independent that will do the test for you at no charge? AutoZone is great. AutoZone. Discount Auto Parts. Yeah. Um, also, AutoZone, Discount Auto Parts, those are two. You should be able to find one of them. And yep. they will, for no charge, they will check your car, tell you what the code is. And as Rick says, about 75% of the time, it is your gas cap. You tighten the gas cap and... They will clear the code for you, and you'll be good to go. If it's something else, they'll tell you what it is, and then you can take it to your dealer, and they can fix it. Aren't future models supposed to come out with something a little bit more descriptive, like the future check engine lights will be replaced with specific issues? Actually, what's happening right now, this this is getting, again, this is kind of big brother-ish, but the cars are actually being designed to where when your check engine light comes on, it will automatically send a signal to the nearest dealership for your car. That dealership will get that information from the computer and say, oh, it's a gas cap. It's a loose gas cap. That's all it is. We know that. And they can call you up, contact you, and say, hey, Jenny, we, we noticed we got a signal that your check engine light came on, and we see that the code means that your gas cap is loose most likely. Why don't you go ahead and check that cap and tighten it up and we're going to tell your car to, t- to shut that light off and take care of it right now, and that'll solve your problem. You never even have to go into it anywhere. Well, Jenny, thanks for the call. That's and I think we answered your question, and then some. Uh, 
and just don't worry about it. It's the main thing. You never want it to ruin your vacation. You could be on the uh, turnpike, and you're on the way with the family, and it's Sunday, and that check engine light comes on, and you're terrified. Because theoretically, there could be something serious. But the odds are very slim that it is. And if there's no other physical sound or rattles or smoke or any other kind of a symptom. The other gauges. Relax. Yep. It's hard to relax. That's the reason the manufacturers are stupid to do that. Mm-hmm. But it, it, yeah. we the If it's yellow... Yeah. Don't sweat it. If it's red, stop the car. Right. Yep, exactly. Right. Uh, folks, mm-hmm. uh, give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget, we do have the Mystery Shopping Report from uh, Ed Morris Del Rey Toyota. That's uh, part of the uh, Costco Auto Program. And I want to give a shout out. Uh, there's a, you, the, Our listeners have so many different ways, so many options to listen to our show or even view our live uh, podcast. And I want to give a shout out to Lou, who's sitting in his car right now. He's pulled over on the side of the road, and he's listening to our show, and he loves it. Fantastic. We've got a bunch of text here. They're, they're backing up. I didn't realize starting to pile up we yet. had. Yeah. I'll, I'll try to get through them pretty quickly. Uh, first one, uh, this is from... Dell 197902. <laughs> okay. Um, I have a question I'm hoping you can help with. I want to know how does tax get calculated on a new car? Let's say I have an offer at $26,000 for a car and I have a $7,000 down payment. Do I get charged tax on $26,000 or after the $7,000 payment is deducted, making the loan $19,000 and 7% tax? Is twenty thousand three thirty, and I can address that. The answer is you pay tax on the full purchase price. Your down payment is between you and the lender. You still have to pay tax on the full amount. So uh, the the seven thousand dollar down just reduces the amount that you're borrowing. If it were a trade in, then you would get an exemption, but correct. not for a cash down payment. That is correct. Okay, we got another one here. Um, in two thousand one, I was new to Florida. I learned of the dealer fee. Uh, then I went to New York for a family visit. I went to a Chevy dealer in New York and bought an Astro van. They laughed at the dealer fee. The only drawback, um, I had to pay tax in Florida in cash. So, yes, I guess Florida is pretty notorious for having extremely high dealer fees. Yeah, we're the uh, wild, wild west of dealer fees. There's no limit to the dealer fee you can charge in Florida, and there's no rule what you call the dealer fee. You can call your dealer fee bagels. That's right. You can call your dealer fee Rick Kearney. The, you could call your cream, hey. cream, cream cheese. cheese. Right. Oh, go. pick on Rick. But, wow. uh, we're the wild, wild west. Uh, you're paying a dealer fee if you're in Florida. Right. And there's a direct correlation to latitude. So the farther south you get, the higher the dealer fee. So just mm. remember that. Okay, the next one. This is from Anne-Marie, our regular listener and texter. Good morning. The top-of-the-line vehicles have all the bells and whistles, uh, safety features. Not everyone can afford the top-of-the-line vehicles. What safety features come on the basic models nowadays? I can say that the these basic safety features are becoming um, more and more common and included in the standard equipment of vehicles of all manufacturers. Now, there's still some cutting-edge stuff that you'll see on higher ends, uh, that will be introduced as a luxury feature, and then eventually it becomes uh, part of the uh, for the run of the mill cars, or just the average. The average. Yeah, cars. they put they put them on the high buck cars. Like we talked about the Tornado many years ago was the first vehicle to have airbags, but pretty soon they all had them. And the same thing with luxury cars today. If you see it on a luxury car in a couple of years, it'll be on the medium and low price cars. That's right. Um, we have another text here, anonymous texter. Says I've been looking at Toyota 4Runners. I found a couple on CarMax website, and I noticed a couple of them had unresolved airbag recalls. Should I be concerned? 
You sure should be yeah, concerned. Absolutely. They can kill you. And I would never buy a car with unresolved airbag recall. If the car has an available fix, then just be mm-hmm. sure it's taken to the dealer before you get it and drive yeah. it. You let the salesman drive it to the dealer and back, <laughs> right. and then when it's fixed, you can drive the car. Don't put your family in a car with a dangerous recall. Don't put your baby, your wife, your your husband, don't put anybody in the car. You know, this passenger side versus uh, driver side is an interesting issue, too, because you might have a driver's side airbag fixed and the passenger side unfixed when that hand grenade goes off two feet to your right it's going to get you too so passenger smassenger if it's in the front seat somewhere and it explodes you're in danger yeah we see a lot when we do these mystery shopping reports we see a lot of cars that can be fixed they're sitting there at the seller's lot and they just don't do it you know even if you don't buy the car if you demand that they fix it before you Exactly. Buy the car. Maybe they'll get the word and start fixing these things before they put them up for sale. Exactly. All right, we got another one here. Uh, this is from Joe and on Boynton. Is my t- my 2019 Toyota CHR. The steering wheel locked up and the key would not turn on the other day. And we called Toyota and they said it was a theft feature and told us how to unlock it. Um, what did we do to make the car trigger this feature? Joe from Boynton. Rick. Well, yeah, I can answer that, Rick. Uh, you just jiggle the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it'll happen when you pull up against a curb. And then when you pull up against a curb, it locks the steering wheel to, to one side, cocks it, and you have to struggle. You might have to get somebody with a little muscle to wiggle it for you. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it, again, it's a defect. It shouldn't be that way. That's true. The cars that do that, they should fix that. It's just not right. And if you go to YouTube slash Earl on Cars, um, you can see a video that Rick put, uh, put together and uh, Jonathan on the how to unlock that steering wheel. Rick is a moose. He can unlock any steering wheel. If you can't do unlock your steering wheel, you come see Rick. I can unlock him without the key. Exactly. Crunch. <laughs> okay. All right. So we have another one here. This is uh, a not, this is from Karen. I'm sorry. Karen's texted us a few times. She says, I want to buy a used mid-sized car, no older than a 2016 model year. What car should I steer clear of? I'd like to jump on this one, too, because I've already pulled up uh, Consumer Reports Worst Used Cars. So, <laughs> Karen, all you got to do, just Google Consumer Reports Worst Used Cars. So at a glance, I'm not going to read you the whole list here, but basically they're saying stay away from a lot of Acura models. Uh, they have a whole list of cars you do not want to buy. Yeah. So just check I that mean, out. I mean, if you do nothing else, at least find out the ones you don't want to buy. You can argue about the recommended list. and But when they say don't buy this used car, hey, you're asking for trouble. That's right. Okay, so we have a, uh, a question from Mark Pike. Sorry, I used the last name on Facebook. <laughs> Could be a, a, a pseudonym. I have a 2018 Tacoma and was wondering why you can't delete a preset radio station. I can't find anything in the owner's manual about it. And this is right up Rick's alley. A pre- how do you delete a preset radio station on a 2018 Tacoma? Actually, all you need to do is set the radio to the station that you want to listen to. Mm-hmm. And touch that preset button and hold it until it beeps, and it will switch it to that new station. But will the old station be deleted? Mm-hmm. It will. It will change the, that preset setting. Oh, I see. To be from say, if if it's originally on one hundred seven nine and you want one hundred three one, I got you. You simply turn to one hundred three one, press and hold that button, and it will set it over to one hundred three one. Now you can't actually clear it out to where there is no station listed for some reason they just decided not to have that as an available feature but you can simply change it to a different station that you want that's that's one of the easier features on on, uh, the newer cars 
Okay. And then we have one. This came in on youranonymousfeedback.com. And it says, I went to Napleton Dodge in Kissimmee, Florida and several, uh, several years ago and had a really horrible experience and will never go back. We are going to do car shopping for Ford when the 2020s come out and would like to know what dealership we can, um, where we can trust, uh, somewhat trust. Can you have a mystery shopping done at Palm Bay Ford and other dealerships in the Orlando area for us Central Florida residents? Thanks. Love the show. I have, uh, first of all, I owe that uh, texture an apology. I saw that anonymous feedback, and I think he resent it. Thank you. I don't think I responded. Maybe I did. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to give you a tentative recommendation of Bolinex Ford in Apopka. Uh, Apopka is about 12 miles from Orlando. Mm -hmm. And Jerry Molinex is the owner of that dealership. Uh, and he is in that dealership in Apopka. And no dealer fees at that store. They, they don't charge dealer fees at that store, I don't believe. And we have something else to talk about with the Molinex Ford that we'll address later in the show. There was an issue with the North Palm Beach store the Ford store on North Lake Boulevard, whether they charge dealer fees or don't charge dealer fees. But the the mantra of the Mullinex Ford stores has always been no dealer fees. And I've spoken to the, uh, the two dealers. I, talk, I talked to Larry, and he's in uh, New Smyrna. And Jerry is in Apopka. Okay. And neither one of those charge dealer fees, they tell me. Yeah. But try that one. And if they do charge a dealer fee at the Apopka Mullinex Ford store, please let us know. Yeah, let us know. Last time we went up there, Agent X went up there, and there was no dealer fee. We scoured the buyer's order. It was pretty legit. Fantastic. And overall, most of the Mullinex stores, even when considering their, their small dealer fee, yeah. they do a pretty good job taking care of the customer. They do. Okay, the last one. Uh, this was somebody actually had an earlier question about uh, a nine, uh, their 1994 Lexus door. Um, anyway, they want to know, um, I'm at work now, um, they want to hear the answer, will, the, will there be a podcast of this broadcast, or can I find the answer on your Facebook page? And the answer is yes, um, after the show, just give it a couple hours, um, if you go to erlongcars.com, you can find our, the link to all of our shows, um, all the podcasts are listed up there, so erlongcars.com, and you can hear every show that we have broadcast, at least in the last few years. Fantastic, yeah. And we're, we're out there, you know, we're... We, we're out there for a lot of reasons. We're out there for you. We're also out there for our, the other car dealers that don't like us. And uh, we'll be talking about one of those car dealers a little later in the show who has sent us a letter. I'll tell you who it is. It's offleaseonly.com. They sent a letter to us threatening to sue us because of a YouTube uh, video that we did on the Mystery Shopping Report on offleaseonly.com. So we want all you car dealers out there to know if you want to sue us, we have got perfect evidence for you because it's in podcasts, it's on YouTube videos. Uh, we don't destroy anything. We don't shred the show after we talk. It's there for posterity. So, attention car dealers, if you want to sue us, go to the podcast or go to the YouTube videos and we're there. Uh, do we have any more? We are all caught up. Do we have some? Got three over stuff? here from YouTube. Uh, the first one. This is a little confusing to me, but uh, ETS42681 says he saw an ad for a Kia on the computer for a new model. He had a price, and it stated after transportation cost. 
what is the deal? And he says, is this ADM? I don't know what the ADM part is. Additional dealer markup. Ah, okay. Yes. Well, uh, this is a serious offense. When car dealers charge you for the delivery of the vehicle from the manufacturer to them, that's a violation of a federal law. And uh, they get away with dealer fees, and there's a lot of reasons for that. But with the freight, they call it. The freight, and we talked to John from Palm City last week. Or destination. Destination charge. They call it destination charge. When the manufacturer ships a car to a dealer, there's now a standardized destination charge. If the car is built in Detroit or built in Kentucky or built in California, all the dealers pay the same freight, and it's a standardized freight. Uh, This is included in the cost to the dealer. It's on the dealer invoice. It's on the manufacturer suggested retail price it's absorbed by the dealer and he paid that manufacturer for that for him to turn around and charge you again is double dipping it's a violation of federal law Mm. okay and the next one we have is from anzac 87 asking about the new rav4 what is the toyota safety sense that's uh, out of my field of expertise. Toyota Safety Sense is the brand name for a suite of safety features that are standard on all the new Toyotas now. And it includes the things we talked about, vehicle stability control, uh, the, the, the analog brake system, the advanced airbags. Um, and there are some things that aren't part of it, like I think blind spot monitors are not part of it. Um, but there's uh, they work uh, in conjunction with it as well though yeah everything works together but there is a like we mentioned before it used to be optional for some of these safety features and the manufacturers are beginning to realize that this is what consumers want and they're they're becoming part of the standard equipment so tss or toyota safety sense represents about 9 10 11 features uh, that work in conjunction uh, to keep the car safe a lot of active safety features as well yep Okay. And the last one I have, I think this person might have accidentally got uh, their text in the wrong box, but I'll I'll read it out here. From Mark, it simply says, Casey was great, not pushy, said she does the same thing while waiting for her dentist, good employee. I'm wondering, do we have a Casey in sales anywhere, or? Uh, We have a Brian Casey. K-A-C-E-Y, but... I just figured I'd throw that out. So, uh, Casey, wherever you are, wherever you work, Mark was very happy with your service. (laughs) Okay, let's get down to Let's get the numbers and text numbers. I think that's a great idea. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And remember, the Mystery Shopping Report is coming up from Ed Morse Del Rey, Costco auto program and uh, also you uh, you might want to uh, pick up the wall I think that Wall Street Journal uh, the quote uh, from Adrian Roberts a telephone call that you got uh, on the box uh, was that uh, just this past week yeah Adrian Roberts uh, a reporter out of Detroit for the Wall Street Journal did an article on the fact that the profit margins in new car sales and used car sales is diminishing the net profit per di- car sold is diminishing for a lot of reasons and so the car dealers are trying to make up for that profit and the way they make up for it is in the finance office and uh, she called me I was interviewed and quoted in the Wall Street Journal as saying that uh, this is uh, something you need to be very wary of because car dealers are making more money 
on the financing of the car and the selling of after-sale products in the F&I office, and sometimes referred to as the box. Uh, they'll make uh, $2,000 in the box, and they'll make $1,000 when they sell you the car. They're making about twice as much. So once you buy the car, it's not over, folks. you got to get your guard up. Beware, you're going into the finance office. And you're quoted in that article, aren't you? I am quoted. I was very honored. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the few reasons that I get quoted more often is I'm the only car dealer that you answer, answer the phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they got a question for car dealers. You try to get a car dealer to answer the phone from a reporter. Yeah. And they have a rule where they don't allow their employees to answer the yeah. phone. So they, they, there's no way you're going to get uh, uh, Chuck Schumacher on the phone. No. And, 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 the, and the manufacturers don't want their dealers talking to the press, usually on things like that. Exactly. exactly. Adrian Roberts, thank you. And uh, like Earl said, you just can't get in touch with these uh, owners of these car dealerships. And uh, Earl, 24-7, get in touch with him. Uh, Charles is uh, giving us a call this morning. Good morning, Charles. Hey, how are you? Great. How are you Charles. doing today? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Hey, can you take some criticism without getting angry? Oh, I absolutely. Pro I promise. Don't get me too mad, though, because I'll come and find okay. you. Okay. I'm going to make this short, <laughs> sweet, and I'm right on the money. Don't give both phone numbers out at the same time. There are a lot of people out here like me that are very old. We're driving. Uh -huh. We don't have pencils, and we're not going to get either number when you do that. You're going to lose a lot of callers. That's a good point. Yeah. I, I like that. It is a good point. I it's a good point. Constructive <laughs> criticism. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. The reason I called, I, I want to get funny, but it's serious. People would rather go to the dentist than go to an automotive dealership. <laughs> that's that right. True. He's laughing. No, it's He's true. in the studio laughing. That's true. I, that's true. That's I, very I, I, true. Hey, wait a minute. Tell me I'm wrong. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong, and the Gallup yeah. poll proves that every year. Now, now wait a minute. I'm, I'm going to say something else. Okay. You're not going to like this one. You're not going to like this one at all. Okay. The Attorney General should look into the goings-on that takes place, not everybody, but some service departments. Sure. Absolutely. Tell me I'm wrong. No, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. The Attorney General. Yeah, I, had it happen, I had it happen to me about three months ago. Yeah. But I'm in a position where I, I don't, didn't care if I got beat. Yeah. Um, and it was my own fault for doing business with the service department in the first place. Yeah. And, and I researched uh, into independent private mechanics, and I elected to go with the service department. And that was my mistake, and, uh, and uh, they beat me, and uh, there's nothing you can really do. But what are you going to do? Well, Charles, one thing you could do is talk about it on the air. Yeah, let if, your voice you be want, heard. If you want to tell us who the well, dealer was well, and what happened. Here's, here's an interesting thing. Let's talk about it on the air. I'll tell you what happened to me. But I won't, I won't name the dealership. Well, you, if you Please. want to. If somebody, if, somebody, if somebody goes into a dealership, and they're going to have service work done on their automobile. Mm -hmm. Based on my experience, every single part, every single part number should be on that dealership, on that invoice. Sure. And the cost of every part should be there, and the labor should be there. Yeah. Not just a general um, a statement like I was victim of. Exactly. And I think that general statement was deliberate. You know, I, I, don't, I, I haven't bought a new automobile since my Volvo S60 I bought for my wife a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I bought a brand new Volvo for my wife, S60, some years ago. This is 10 years ago. Had the thing two days. It got hit in our driveway and moved halfway across our lawn. Oh, we didn't Lord. even know it because it happened in the middle of the morning by a drunk driver. Oh, my. Hmm. 
and I brought it back to the dealership on a car carrier, and I left there with another car. And they were so pleasant and so nice to me. They had a car I almost bought before this one, mm-hmm. because I didn't want my wife to, to go a few days without a car. Mm-hmm. And the trade-out was good, because they got the, the, uh, the auto body work. Mm-hmm. But I went into a dealership, and I asked for the, uh, uh, it was due for the timing belt. The timing belt in this particular car was due at 55,000 miles. I brought it in at 90. Mm. In fact, it's interesting because the Volvo, that, that belt was due, I think, around 60. And um, I didn't change that until around the same. Maybe, maybe 100,000 miles I changed that. Mm-hmm. But my wife doesn't heavy uh, accelerate, and we, 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 I had sports cars if I wanted to do that. So, yeah, yeah. But the long and the short of it was I had estimates 700, 600, 850, and this was everything. This was both belts, the tensioners, the pulleys, the water pump. Because, you know, once it's all apart, you might as well do it all. Yeah, you're and trapped. you can buy them as kits. Exactly. All there, I gave them 900 and change. Hmm. Now, if you think I'm making this up, if your studio isn't in Nebraska, I'll bring you my invoice. <laughs> all <laughs> they put in this car email it to us. <laughs> was, was two belts. Yeah. They didn't replace the water pump, the timing, uh, the tension is, the, what, the actuator, whatever they call the thing. Nothing. And their excuse was none of it needed to be replaced. The water pump wasn't leaking, and this wasn't leaking. So they still charged me more than the estimate and didn't give me the product. Charles, how much over the so estimate? I think, uh, Charles, me? how much over the estimate was the charge? Yeah, they gave you an estimate. $100 and change. Okay, they, uh, there's a state law says you cannot change more than 10% over the amount of the written estimate. So was that more than All right. I never left with a written estimate. Ah, okay. That's that's the point I'm making, and that's the reason I'm making my call. Yeah, I understand. I'm blaming myself for all of this. It is my fault. Right. Well, and I should know better because I've been doing business with dealerships my whole life. Well, I've call, seen all the changes. Your call is much appreciated because you're sending a message to 20,000 people out there listening to you, and you learned a lesson. Charles had to pay the price, but you can learn a lesson from Charles so you don't have to pay a price. When you go into a car dealership, you write, ask for a written estimate. That estimate is written on the repair order, and they cannot exceed that by more than 10% by Florida law. That will protect you. And uh, don't ever, ever just get a verbal estimate and go home and wait for them to call you, because they'll do to you what they did to Charles. Shame on me. Thank you very much. for a Great call, Charles. Thank you, Charles. Have a great day. Uh, remember that written estimate whenever you go into the service department, please. 877-960-9960. Worth its weight in gold. And we're not going to give out the other number because Charles says you want only want to give one number at a time. The number is 877-960-9960. Do we have a text, too? Yeah, just a quick question. I said earlier on the show that if your check engine light is yellow, don't worry about it. Um, Steve on Facebook says if the check engine light flashes it's usually time to stop the car, and I want to make sure that I didn't give out bad information. Is that correct, Rick? If the check engine light is flashing, should you stop the car? Yes. Okay. okay. That indicates a misfire, okay. and that means you're actually creating a situation where you could potentially damage the engine or the catalytic converter, Okay. which can be quite expensive. Very good. Very good. Thanks, um, Steve. 
we're, we're running close to uh, time here. We've got a great mystery shopping report, and I do want to cover a couple things quickly. Uh, the Mullinex Ford issue, we're keeping the Mullinex Ford on North Lake Boulevard on the recommended list. I've had additional conversations with Larry Mullinex. We still haven't, uh, I don't know what the word is, reached a total understanding. Right. And the way I left it with Larry Mullinex and with Scott, and I apologize, his last name Nicholas. escapes me. Nicholas. Scott Nicholas at uh, Mullinex Ford, North Lake Boulevard. I've had a conversation with him, too. The way it is left with the Mullinex and with Scott Nicholas, who is a part owner and uh, the general manager, I believe, uh, is that if you're going to charge a dealer fee, don't advertise that you do not charge a dealer fee. Uh, there seems to be uh, some uh, confusion on the part of the Mullinexes and Scott Nicholas as to what a dealer fee really is. And we, uh, I tried to explain it, that a dealer fee is anything that you add to the price of a car it, after you advertise the car or quote the price that, does, that is taxable. Yes, but I do believe on Mullinax's buyer's order in North Palm Beach, they actually call it a dealer fee. We discussed that, too. Yes. I don't know what the ambiguity is. I'm trying is. to be kind because the Mullinax <laughs> name is, uh, is a good name yeah. in Florida. Uh, the father... Uh, the the guy that started out Mullinex in the Fort Lauderdale, Miami area, uh, is a legend in the car business. He's one of the few. Uh, he started with the one price. He started with a no dealer fee. And uh, we're trying to keep the Mullinex name clean. And we are going to verify that they stopped advertising no dealer fee. And we're going to verify that by another mystery shop. Yeah. And we will keep them on the recommended list if they do that yeah. we, we just want to establish some transparency here yeah. we exactly. like them they're good neighbors yeah great exactly so yeah. we've cleared that up and uh i had some there's so many orders of business here that we i think we're going to have time after the mystery shopping report to uh to do some more chit-chatting anyway but uh it's such a good mystery shopping report it is uh my compliments to agent thunder uh, and, and to Stu, who is the very thorough uh, proofreader. Yes. A very good. Uh, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can rate this mystery shopping report this morning. Uh, just give us a text at 772-497-6530 because uh, the mystery shopping report is from Ed Morris, Ed Morris uh, Delray Toyota, and that's uh, the Costco Auto Program. Before we start, should we give another plug to uh, the speaking event? Absolutely. Nancy, let's uh, tell yeah, us let's about Yeah, let's do that. Um, Earl and I would like to uh, invite you to, f to a free seminar on how not to get ripped off by a car dealer. Uh, Seniors versus Crime from the Florida Attorney General's Office has uh, partnered with us to put on this special event. We're going to have a, a great time, folks. Please join us on Thursday, April the 25th at 2 o'clock at 900 of Brandywine Road in West Palm Beach at the United Methodist Church. Uh, they're providing a gathering place uh, for us. The first 500 attendees will receive themselves a free copy of Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. Thank you very much. And it's a hard copy this April 25th. <laughs> that's exit off of... <laughs> 2 o'clock. That's exit off of I-95, Palm Beach Lakes Boulevard. So you folks can always find that. You exit east. It's really west. 
Uh, it's west. It's really yeah, easy. It's west. right near the exit on, on Palm yeah. Beach Lakes Boulevard. The exit west on Palm Beach Lakes Boulevard, I-95, and you find 900 Brandywine Drive. And as I say, the United Methodist Church has offered us their meeting room to use that. It's free, to, open to the public. And I want to thank Ashley Moody, who is our new Attorney Ashley General. Moody. Ashley Moody is a new Florida Attorney General, and we had a little bit of a, a rough relationship with Pam Bondi. Mm-hmm. But Ashley Moody and, and her division, Seniors Against Crime, have invited us to speak. And you got to credit Ashley Moody, the State Attorney General, yeah. for allowing us to speak to the, uh, to the seniors in South Florida at this event. And please be there. April 25th, 2 o'clock, exit I-95, Palm Beach Lakes Boulevard, 900 Brandywine Drive, and that's the uh, meeting room at the United Methodist Church there on Brandywine Drive. Thank yeah, we're really much. happy and humbled uh, to be invited to such a, you know, important <coughs> event. Okay. Now, Mystery Shop of Ed Morris Del Rey Toyota has to do about the Costco auto buying program. About a year ago, Earl Stewart on Cars conducted an eight-week eight-week expose. With eight weeks, we did this every week. Uh, we did a, a couple hundred of them. Now, hundred of them. Well, over we did a mystery shop every show. And for then we called a months. bunch of people too. You know? Oh no, that was the yeah, that was yeah. Yeah, we did a lot of them. Uh, anyway, uh, eight-week expose on the Costco Auto Program uh, for two months. We exclusively shopped car dealers that participated in the popular car buying service. We did this because at the time we had a problem with how the program was being managed. The Costco Auto Program isn't actually operated by Costco. It's actually a separate firm, company. It's called Affinity, A-F-F-I-N-I-T-Y, Affinity Auto Programs, running things on behalf of Costco. Although the buying program had rules in place to prevent dealers from misleading and taking advantage of their customers, these rules were bar- were barely enforced. And uh, it got to be the point where we really had to do something about it. Uh, by the way, another reason why this is urgent, this whole Costco thing is urgent, the Costco auto buying program has become extremely popular. And in 2018, last year, there was a 25% increase in cars bought by Costco members to the Costco auto buying program. So from 2000 to 2017, 2018, 25%. There were over 600,000 cars purchased. Huge. Huge. So you need to understand this is a great way to buy a car with the caveat that will become apparent in this mystery shopping report. Costco is such a respected brand, it evokes great customer service, trust, transparency, and great prices. We all shop at Costco. Nancy, Stu, Rick, I, any educated consumer, in my mind, and they all shop at the same time every Saturday too. Yeah, it's crazy. Costco. <laughs> Only reason you don't shop at Costco is they don't have a warehouse near you. But they're they're expanding. They don't mark up anything they sell. Now this does not talk about the automobiles, but they don't mark up anything they sell over fifteen percent. When you buy something at Costco. If they have the product you want, you know you're not going to be gouged. Anyway, I digress. Uh, Consumers feel safe is the bottom line. And that's the reason the Costco Auto Bank Program is growing by leaps and bounds. Successful. We eventually worked out our differences with the Costco Auto Program and the Affinity Group. They assured us they would do a better job policing their participating dealers. But we did say that we would be back to follow up and see if their efforts were kept up. 
or call her to this show with a request to check out the Costco Auto Program at Edmore Stillray Toyota reminded us it had been a year and it was time to return, and we did. To refresh everyone's memories, here's a brief recap on how the program works. CAP, C-A-P, requires, is a Costco auto buying program, yeah. requires its participating dealers to offer their absolute lowest price to Costco members who go through their program to buy a car. Now, this isn't stated on the price sheet. It does not say that. And I don't believe it even mentions it to the members. Nope. They only mention it to the dealers. Correct. I think that's a mistake. I agree. You need to know what you should expect. Costco, and we talked to the top executives of the Costco auto buying program, and we talk to Costco all the time because we're Costco-approved dealers. They require, if you're going to be a Costco dealer, that you sell your car for less than that you sell to anybody else. So if you're not a Costco member and you come in on a sale car and you sell the car, and then a car a Costco member comes in right behind you, Costco requires that they sell you their car lower than the sale price that you just sold a non-Costco member. It is a great way to buy a car <coughs> with the obvious caveat the dealer's going to behave himself. And the dealer has to submit their prices on every model they want to um, yeah, make available. to Costco. And Costco blesses it as being a fair price. Yep. Costco members go to costcoauto.com you got to write that down if you're not a Costco member you should join what's it cost 100 bucks there's different packages you yeah. can 30 bucks a year i think is the cheapest yeah. one well worth it for 30 yeah. bucks a year you cannot afford not to be a Costco member i own no Costco stock that i know of and i am not you just like the hot dogs yes i like the hot dogs and the chickens, $4.99 chicken. Ah, uh, but I digress. <laughs> they select the vehicle they want to buy, and the participating dealer for that make and model is revealed. The Costco member will then receive confirmation emails from both the Costco auto program and the dealer explaining the process. Imperative, you go to costcoauto.com or call, and you deal with the Costco auto buying program people. And you learn what to expect and how to follow the rules. The member is instructed to ask for one of the authorized dealer contacts identified in the confirmation email and present their Costco membership card. Very important. Very important you follow these rules. If you don't follow the rules, they'll lie to you. Mm -hmm. The dealer will. A non-Costco approved dealer or salesman will tell you this is the Costco price. You've got to go. You can't just go in and say, hey, I want the Costco price. Otherwise, yeah. you'll get flim flam. You'll be, you're like a lamb to the slaughter. To be safe, go to CostcoAuto.com exactly. and do the process. Exactly. Now, <clears throat> the member must all, that's you if you're a Costco member, must also should be shown the special member-only price sheet that shows the exclusive pre-arranged Costco member savings. My dealership was exposed by our caller named Frank yep. because he called and our salespeople did not show him the Costco only price sheet. Uh, we were in violation. It was an error, but it was still. Yeah, we didn't have the vehicle listed in the program. And that was an error. And then when they asked the salesperson, yep. he said that was the Costco price. Yep. We assigned Agent Thunder to go through the Costco Auto Program purchase process at Edmore's Delray Toyota exactly as the program calls for. We wanted to see if the dealer would follow the rules. Here's a report. I'm speaking as if I, I'm Agent Thunder. 
I began my mission at CostcoAuto.com, entered a Delray zip code, 33484, and picked a new 2019 Toyota Camry SE and entered the information on my Costco membership card. I clicked Locate Dealer and saw that Delray Toyota was the authorized dealer. So any make you have, uh, they will tell you where that nearest dealer is at the nearest Costco Auto Warehouse. I received the confirmation emails within a few minutes. One was from the Costco Auto Program and identified six different salespeople as the authorized dealer contacts. There are six salespeople at uh, Ed Morris Delray Toyota you can choose from that are certified by the Costco Program. The one from the dealer, the one from the dealer came or the, from or the email. Okay, yeah. Oh. Yeah, the email from the dealer. Yeah, came. the email from the dealer came from a salesperson named Steve, and there were five others. He was one of the authorized dealer contacts on the Costco program. So far, so good. As I read Steve's email, my my phone rang. It was Steve. He said he received my inquiry and asked when I could come see him. I said I could be there after lunch. Uh, I. I would have asked, next time we do a shop like this, I would have asked Agent Thunder to ask for the Costco member price over the phone. Before, yeah. Yeah. You can save a lot of shoe leather that way, folks, because if you get flim-flammed, you don't have to go back and forth and drive your car and waste yeah. the gas. So Costco members, when the Costco member dealers, uh, salesperson calls you or you call them, when there's communication, email, or otherwise, say, please give me the Costco member price, recommended price, that you have on your Costco member price sheet on the car that I'm interested in. They should give it to you over the phone. Yeah. Okay. And Steve emailed it. Uh, you know, he emailed uh, to, uh, the co- to expect the Costco members only price sheet within with my special reserve pricing. Yeah. He didn't email the price, but you should get the Just price. Just the sheet. Yeah. He emailed the sheet, yeah. As I read Steve Mills, uh, as I read Steve's email, my phone rang. It was Steve. Okay, I got that. I got to Delray Toyota just before 2 p.m. and went into the showroom. I asked receptionist for Steve, and she called him on the phone. She said it would be just a minute. Sure enough, a minute later, Steve showed up, escorted me to a seat. He asked me if I had used the Costco Auto Program before, and I said I hadn't. He said it was a great way to buy a car because the prices are preset, and we won't have to go back and forth uh, to get a solid deal. All true. The conversation switched to the Camry. Steve asked me if I wanted to go with the one I had configured on the Costco website, new 2019 Camry SE Gray. I said I did. He asked me if I had any particular options I wanted to get, and I said that I just wanted a basic one with floor mats. I said I understood the SE was pretty well equipped. Be very careful any time you've picked a car out, be it with the Costco Auto Buying Program, True Car, or just on an advertised price. Be sure you stick with the one you picked out. You may be tempted to go to a different car. Don't do it. Stick with the car you picked out. The most obvious, dangerous thing you can do is change to a different car because it goes back to square one. You start all over again. If it's a dealer fee issue, it wasn't an advertised car, he can add the dealer fee legally. He can't add the dealer fee to an advertised price. Always stick with the car you intended to go with when you walked in the door. We went into the parking garage to pick one out. Steve asked qualifying questions as he walked. He asked about financing and leasing, whether I was trading anything, and I said I was paying cash. 
and I did not have a trade. Steve said this would be an easy deal. We found one I liked. It was pre-dawn gray mica with a gray interior, MSRP, 27791 It had four port-installed accessories, Toyo Guard Platinum, 699 bucks for that baby package, carpet, mats, clear paint protection, basically transparent plastic appliques. You know, it's just uh, over overpriced. Yeah, it's uh, they put them in the little cups of the door handles, so if your ring or key doesn't scratch the door. Yeah. I don't think this is the one on the hood. It's the door package. Yeah, yeah. Um, and phone cable charging package. <coughs> there was nowhere other than them. Uh, this pumps the price up, $699. The whole package is probably worth $200. Just a heads up on this particular. You know that phone charging cable package is just two cables yeah. that you can buy at Best Buy. But they're red. Right, they're they're bright red. Ooh, <laughs> you can get better quality ones at Best Buy for a quarter of the price. Steve said it was tough getting a car out of the garage, so he'd get a porter to pull it down for us. He called someone on his phone. We walked to the front of the showroom. The car showed up five minutes later. Steve put on a good presentation inside and out. We took it for a test drive up and down US-1. Back in the showroom, Steve left me at the desk, explained that he needed a few minutes to print some things for me. He returned with a Costco member-only price sheet for the car we selected and a Toyota consumer sheet, which is sort of like a mini Monroney label that lists the standard features and options. So far, so good. Yeah. I, I will say one thing, though. The consumer sheet has two views that you can print. One is a customer-only view. It only shows MSRP and the retail prices. You can click a little button on the computer and do the one that shows the cost of all the things. Probably should have done that because then you know what you're really paying for the, you know, what they're, what they're making. And it would fit in really well with the Costco um, I like process. That. I like that. We went over the member-only price sheet. It showed the correct uh, MSRP, $27,791. Two discounts, totaling $6,028. Uh, my member-only price was 21763 but there was an asterisk. The asterisk indicated a disclaimer that read, price does not include any tax, license, $899 administrative fee. Dealer fee. That's a dealer fee. $199.75 electronic filing fee. Dealer That's fee. a dealer fee. No, no. $85 tag HC, which is a dealer fee. Dealer fee. Dealer fee. Then itemized below my member-only price were those three dealer fees totaling $1,183.75. So to the Costco price was added $1,183.75. Now, this is where we have problems with Costco. Disclosures there. It's on the Costco member price sheet. But why, why do you have to do the arithmetic? Uh, why don't you just ask or require the dealer, Costco, to include all of their extra profit in the Costco price? Why is it okay to have the Costco price separated? Don't make me do math. Yeah, why, why do you do that? <laughs> And they couldn't really adequately answer that. Rick? I can, because then they can charge whatever the heck they want on those dealer fees and make a ton of extra profit. It gives Thank you, Rick. It gives the, the uh, disreputable dealer chance to get you. What it, what, I think what it is, like you said, Agent Thunder should have asked what the Costco price was on the phone. Yeah. So if he asks that question, they're going to read him the 21763. Come on down. It's only when you get there that the other shoe falls and they add the yeah. fees on. Yeah. So the Costco price, basically it's this. The Costco price is not the Costco price. Yep. The Costco price is the Costco price plus the dealer fees, plural. 
Some of the dealers we found Schumacher the other, you know, a few months ago. We shopped them on Costco, and they were they were they they separated out their dealer fee on the Costco member sheet, but they omitted another dealer fee. Right. And we called Costco, and they called Schumacher, right. and Schumacher made the change. Now I'm not saying Chuck Schumacher had any knowledge of that anymore. I'm saying Larry Mullinex had any knowledge of what's going on in his right. store. I find out a lot of car dealers don't know what's going on in their stores. I added a uh, $400 dealer fee uh, to uh, to your dealership, didn't tell you. Ah, just kidding. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Hey, shenanigans, okay. administrative fee, shenanigans, electronic fee. That's my new definition. <laughs> Steve asked me if we had a deal. I said we did. But I asked if I could put off delivery until Saturday. I wanted to take some pricing paperwork to my mother-in-law. Little twist on the wife, you know, the mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Because she was giving my wife and I the money for the purchase. Steve did not have a problem with this. And I said I could take the, and said I could take the member-only price sheet. I asked him if he had anything more official from the dealership. Steve said, like a buyer's order? And I said, yeah. He said he'd get one of those uh, from the business manager to print for me and asked to make copies of my driver's license and insurance card. Sure, no problem. After a few minutes, Steve had my buyer's order for me. The selling price was actually $8 more than the price. Eh. Uh, but I didn't raise an issue. Eight bucks, you know, error. Trial, little, little uh, typo. No problem. Epilogue. It appears that Ed Morse Del Rey Toyota went by the book and followed the Costco Auto Program protocol. It wasn't perfect, though, and here's why. There were actually more than one members-only price sheet. The one that Steve showed Age of Thunder was legitimate. It showed the price and the discount of MSRT, or MSRP, but it doesn't show the pricing structure for that model. In other words, it doesn't show how much above or below invoice the price was based on. There's another document also called the member-only price sheet, that shows this info. So we need to tell our audience to ask for both member, both Costco member price sheets. There are two Costco member price sheets. Is that accurate, Stu? That is correct. Uh, for example, I mean, here's a, on, this is ours. And so it basically shows you uh, 1400 under invoice, 1100 under invoice, so it shows you how they come up with the price. Yeah. So as for both Costco member price sheets, you Costco shoppers out there, uh, what kind of deal uh, did Asia Thunder get? Uh, he actually got a heck of a deal. It was about a $500 profit. Yeah. And uh, that is Slim Jim. And that's with everything. That's him. with yeah. the dealer fees. That's a so, real profit. So what happened here? is that, and we talked about this just before the show, we were successful in talking with the Affinity Company, uh, Costco Auto Member Program uh, executives. And we said that you have to be fair in the prices that you ask the car dealers to put on their membership. And you you must take into account their dealer fees. So they took into account the fact that Edmore's Delray Toyota was going to add $1,100 in dealer fees to the Costco member price. And they did do that, and it was still a good deal. $500 over the net cost, the real, real cost to the car dealer. It was a good, good price for the Costco member at Edmore's Delray Toyota. Uh, and they went by all the rules. Uh, my only criticism is not of Edmore's Delray Toyota. Is I'd like to see the Costco auto program get a little tighter. 
and require that all those dealer fees be included in the Costco member-only price. And if they do that, man, it is the only way to buy a car. Okay, uh, we can vote on Edmore's Delray Toyota uh, as far as this uh, shopping report. Do we have any uh, members uh, or the postings? We have uh, one, two, three, four. I'm waiting for Linda's because she, she votes every week. But we have Ed, give him a C plus, uh, Bobby a B, Danielle a B plus, Joni an A minus. And let me see if uh, Linda's chimed in yet. Okay, <laughs> Linda gives him a big fat C. Thank you, uh, Linda. Big, big fat C. Uh, that's a that's a healthy C. Uh, let's go around the room here and uh, and do that. Stu, you want to vote? Yeah, I'll, I'm going to give them a, a B minus. Uh, they lose points on just the dealer fee thing, but we're grading on a curve. Uh, like you said, the problem is with the Costco program, which is still a great program. It's just that it allows too much wiggle room yeah. to not be perfectly transparent. Exactly. Nancy? Uh, I, I'd like to see the Costco uh, program tighten up, yeah. uh, as uh, you used the word right. earlier, and uh, to, uh, you know, tell our, our our listeners to please remember to ask for uh, both of those uh, Costco uh, 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 pricing sheets. And uh, also, I'm going to give them an A-. minus. A-, minus, Rick? Wow. Mm. Nice. That's a high score I believe I've ever heard from ever Blackwood. Ever in the history yeah. of the show. It, it, That's pretty amazing it. over there. Yeah. I'm going to go with the B plus because I, I just, three dealer fees, you know, that they're just kind of tacking in there. It's a lot yeah. of dealer fees. Yeah, yeah. So yeah it just, it, it wasn't perfect. Yeah, we, we had two more grades came in. Uh, Edlin on Facebook <coughs> gives them a B, and Steve uh, gives them a B also. Right. And, and I will say that, that here's, obviously they're going on the recommended list. It was, it was a really good deal i mean i mean other than the dealer fees even accounting for those they were even the accessories they weren't selling at yeah. full list they they cut down it was a really good deal so good i'm gonna them. give them an a minus too i'm gonna match uh nancy's i that's one of the best yeah experiences uh the shopper mystery shopper agent thunder went in as an informed costco buyer and went by the rule book and he got treated real well and uh, he got full transparency, uh, and uh, he got a great price. Yeah. yeah. He uh, didn't get stomped let me, on. Let me tell you something. If you can buy a new vehicle for $500 over the net cost, I'm not talking invoice, folks. Invoices got a lot of profits back then. They actually bought a car, if he'd have bought it, for $500 profit from a Toyota dealer. That is very rare. Yep. And they did. I guarantee you that Delray, uh, Edmore's Delray Toyota does not sell cars. Uh, to other Correct. people for that lower price. So they met the rule of Costco, their lowest price. Mm -hmm. And uh, I applaud them. We have a couple of more grades that came in. It's a oh, split. Uh, Doug and Ollie are in disagreement. Uh -huh. uh, Doug gives them a B, but Ollie says A+. Plus. Oh. Meow. Meow. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> By the way, in case you're wondering, we haven't lost our minds. Ollie is a yeah. kitty cat that watches the sunrise that Nancy and I do every morning. And, uh, and that's... Uh, they were, I think that Ollie and Doug are brother and sister. They're related. And yes, yes uh, clearly. <laughs> and LJ on YouTube is giving him a C, says they tack on too many fees. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, we would give him a C maybe if it weren't for the fact we grade on the curve. And when you consider every car dealer, every car dealer, even Mullinex, I'm sorry to say, and we may change our, our ruling on that, but they're all charging dealer fees. It's just a fact of life of buying a car in Florida. Well, but if you look at a C, 
you could say it's you're still giving them a passing score. It's just you got to keep your common sense about you yeah. when you go in there. Yeah, is, is it difficult to um, get the members only price sheet, both of them? I mean, do you have highly, to fight for it? It's, unu- it's unusual, and it'd be hard to do. You have to be an educated consumer. You have to go by the book. You have to stay close to Costco. Remember also, when you're a Costco member, you got a problem. You go back to Costco, mm. and you tell them you got flim flam by that Costco dealer. They will take care of it. Uh, they will take care of it. They will cancel uh, that dealer unless they play by the rules. And then they will shop them again. So I'm starting to feel better and better yeah, about the cost definitely. of the buy program. Yeah. I'm, I feel still I feel bad about the dealers. But in this case here, you got a dealer that went by the rules. Yeah. And maybe they made him do it. I don't care. He did it. And if you want to buy a Toyota, you couldn't do any better than Ed Morris Delray Toyota on the Costco mm-hmm. auto buying program. Go buy the book, and if this is any indication, you'll get a damn good price. Yeah. Yep. And it, we're putting them on the recommended list. It, it, it's a it's a feel good uh, day, you know. Uh, it's it's we know we're making progress here at Earl Stewart on cars, and they're tightening up the program. All kind of good things are we happening. Yeah, a little bit more time, and I will just say. Nancy Stewart, Earl Stewart, the two of us have been invited by the Attorney General, Ashley Moody, and her Seniors Against Crime group, and we'll be speaking April 25th at 2 o'clock, 900 Brandywine Drive, just off of I-95, Palm Beach Lakes Boulevard. Rick? The easy way to get there, folks. Take I-95 to Palm Beach Lakes Boulevard, go west to the second traffic light, which is Robbins Drive, take a right... And then a left on Brandywine. And Rick will be there with us, by the way. Rick Kearney will be with Nancy and I. So if you have any high-tech problems, questions, Rick will be there to answer all your questions. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of another show. And we thank you for listening to Earl Stewart on Cars. You're a big part of this whole thing that is, uh, well, epic. And tune in next week. We'll be right back here at 8 a.m. Have a wonderful weekend.